What is author marketing mastery through optimization, you ask? I'm going to tell you. It is absolutely, bar none, the best way for authors to make a living selling their books. Are you tired of feeling like you have to be on social media 50 hours a week just to sell a few books and then frustrated when that time doesn't actually lead to any book sales? Are you tired of hearing people say that you just have to be patient with the social media game for a long time so that you can build that following and that trust? Yeah, I was too, because there's only one of me, and ammo solves that problem. Now, here's the deal. It's a system that can actually guarantee results, and I'm not the one doing the guaranteeing, and I don't think that Steve Piper, who founded Ammo, would literally say that it's a guarantee, but what's a guarantee here is that when you spend advertising dollars in a right way, you get results and you're profitable. Okay, the concept here is if you spend a dollar and make two, you are profitable. And Ammo does that for its authors. I want you to check out the link in the show notes because this program has the ability to change your life. And hey, it's not for everyone. If you're a traditionally published author, it might not work for you because your margins will be too small to get profitable advertising on your own. That's something you'll have to take up with your publisher. But if you're self-published, if you're indie published, this thing could be great for you. If you have a few books out, especially if you're a series writer, this is a game changer. The whole podcast is now part of the Ammo family. So you'll notice every Wednesday, this show is Ammo Edition. But even on Mondays, you're listening to a show that exists because this author, this host of the podcast uses Ammo and makes money selling books. It's a beautiful feeling. I encourage you to check it out. Let's start getting some books in libraries. That's what we've been building up to the last three weeks. And if you haven't listened to episodes one and two, they dropped last Monday and the Monday before. They're pretty important to give you context because if your book isn't up to snuff, you're not going to have long-term success. You may possibly get a few books into a few libraries, but when readers start to report that the book has typos or they don't check it out because the cover doesn't look professional, it's kind of going to be a dead end for you. And with that in mind, you're going to have to spend a lot of money. And that's where the first episode in this series is important. You have to understand what you can actually gain by doing this. That's going to be even more critical as we go through today's episode because it starts out with small movements forward. Small movements forward is what produces giant results, right, Chewy? If you don't know Chewy, he's my podcast co-host. He's always in to chip in when I get a little bit, yeah, feisty or anything. He can tell if I'm feeling emotion. That's right. Yeah, we're feeling it, aren't we? All right, so we're going to start small with libraries, and I'm going to dive right in. If you've ever watched an author reading public in Veldbord, TRBM is the antidote. That reminds me of a great villain in the town who needs a hero. Now TRBM is for writers, what time lapse was for painters, and what guitar solos in spotlight were for bands, what chainsaws and icebox were for sculptors. But what does TRBM stand for? Tahitian revealing beach model, tiny Roman babe magnet, or the right blend multiplies? You decide. So libraries are going to be a huge project, but 
The payoff is massive as well. We're talking six figures multiple times a year if you have good ins with libraries across the country. But in order to get to that point, you need to start close to home. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but you can actually sell your paperback book directly into your local library branch without having to go through Ingram Spark. You can take a book into the library, and if you've got a good sales pitch and the cover looks nice and you can explain to the librarian, you also have to talk to the librarian who's in charge of purchasing. If you can convince them that your book is a great fit, they can buy that book. They can have you bring them an invoice and they can invoice it in right there. They don't need to use Ingram Spark. And I want to say that because this is your actual preferred method. And if you can teach libraries to engage with you in this way, you may never have to use Ingram Spark for your paperbacks. We're not going to talk about ebooks today. We're not going to talk about audiobooks today. Though, if you do subscribe to my Substack where this podcast is hosted, you get emails with bonus content. And in that bonus content, there is a graphic of a request that I sent into my local library to carry my audiobook. That's going to be hugely profitable for you if you can get in. And you will need services like Ingram Spark and other services. Actually, I haven't even gotten fully into the digital side of audiobooks yet, but you will need services most likely to have expanded distribution with libraries when it comes to digital assets. I'll update you if my information changes along the way, but for sure, you can get paperbacks into libraries more than just your local library direct selling to them. And just as a recap, if the library buys directly from you, they're going to save 50% of the cost that they would spend if they bought from Ingram Spark. I, I said this in an earlier episode, and I'll reiterate Ingram Spark doubles your price when they sell books to libraries. So, libraries, if you charge like I do, $18.99, libraries are going to pay $38 for one copy of your book but you're still going to gross a smaller amount of profit because you've also agreed to a reduced share of the book. So there's a huge benefit in selling directly to libraries with your paperbacks where they say 50% and you gross 97%. You're going to need to use some kind of credit card merchant, most likely, although libraries can write checks. But it's the preferred way. You make more money, it makes your time worth it, you can hit more branches, and you can build relationships. Also, just as an aside, for the last couple of days, I've been having like a, a little blood pressure thing. So I'm short on breath. If you hear me sounding like I'm gasping, I am. <laughs> Life happens. I'm probably fine, but I might be dying. Okay, <laughs> so just as a reminder, few channels are going to be more profitable to your book business than libraries if you get the system running. I want to keep saying that to you over and over because the work you're going to do to get this set up is significant. That said, the process should be fairly well outlined and it's bite-sized, which is a really nice feeling. There's so many things that we do in life that are definitely not bite-sized, where we feel like we have to have seven shotguns in our arms and fire them all with some kind of really cool string attachment. Uh, anyways, I'm thinking of Looney Tunes here or something like that. One other major thing that you gain from 
selling direct to libraries is the ability to donate copies. Imagine if you have some inventory on hand and you go into a library and they're not seeming too keen on buying the book from you, ask them, if I donated it, would you put it in circulation? And if that's the case, then you automatically have a book that you can start gathering data on. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is the good stuff. If you get good at this, you're going to be selling a lot of books into libraries. It may cost you an investment of your own hard-earned money at first. I find that a lot of us don't mind donating digital copies of our books if somebody promises that they'll give us a review. I find that it's even more so the case if it's a famous somebody that will give them a paperback for free, hoping for that review. But when we think about libraries, it seems cheaty. In fact, I've thought in my own personal writing career that donating a library, uh, excuse me, donating a book to a library is a sign of failure. I've changed my mind on that because I understand that inside of the process, if you work it, if you use the data, if you build the relationships, one donated book could go to, like in my case, I donated one and sold seven to the same library branch so that they could use the book for a reading group that they had, a book club inside of the library. Those kind of things can happen by building a relationship. And it doesn't even have to be a particularly strong relationship, just one where they know who you are, they see the quality of your writing, and they want to promote it. So that's one outcome that you can have. The other outcome is maybe a little bit more challenging, but it has an equally big payoff. So what happens is maybe you sell a copy of your book into the library, but perhaps you donate that copy into the library. After the book has been added into circulation, you schedule a day to go to the library when you should see a lot of patrons looking for books to read. And you go to your chosen genre and you stand around and watch people shopping. You find your book, pull it off the shelf, and you approach somebody who is looking for, browsing for books in your genre. And you say, hey, I actually wrote this book. It's in circulation right now. It's available. Would you consider checking it out and giving it a look? And I'm almost positive if you do that, that every person you approach will say yes. If they say no, or if they say, tell me a little bit about the book, give them your best pitch. But every time your book is checked out, there's library data that shows that book was checked out. So let's step back for a moment and let's consider some library statistics. I did quite a bit of researching and what I found was according to wordsrated.com, the average book gets checked out eight to 10 times per year. That total actually seemed really high to me since most books that are published don't sell eight to 10 copies. I thought, how could they be checked out eight to 10 times? It just seemed weird. So I dug a little bit deeper. I called my local lending library and Autumn at the Ralston branch helped me put in perspective why the average statistics are the way they are. Probably if you're more of a math head than I am or thinking a little bit more globally, you understand already. But the reason that the average book gets eight to 10 checkouts is that they are averaging. Books like Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow might get checked out as many as 1,200 times in a year. 
And that average is going to bump up every other book in the catalog when you think about maybe Barack Obama's biography or the true life story of the Kardashians. Those books may be out perpetually and read by thousands of patrons every single year. And that is going to hike up the averages for every other book. And that might make you feel like checkout statistics are depressing because if one book can make maybe a hundred other books appear like they're getting checkouts, if you're just looking at averages, if you think deeper, it actually means the effort you need to put into getting your book checked out at a rate where librarians will say, yes, this book is worth buying is really small. They know that you are not coming to them with a tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow because people who wrote that book don't have to market themselves. Eventually, you might be there if you're a very savvy marketer, and then you don't have to talk to them. You just let them know. You send out a blast email and say, hey, I have a new book coming out. Purchase it here. You'll be shocked. But for now, you're going to have to show them that your book can actually be checked out eight to ten times in a year. And so once they've taken that book into their catalog, whether they bought it or you donated it, you start to go into the library every couple of weeks to make sure that your book is on the shelf and then being checked out again. And if you do that at just one library, you'll start to build the skills of pitching your book to people and you'll start to understand the system. You'll start to be recognized. You'll build a relationship. Good things will begin to happen. Suppose, however, that you feel like that's a little too slow. Well, if you're able to, you're absolutely not prevented from donating 5, 10, 15 copies of your books. There are, in most locations, at least 15 libraries within driving distance of you. Library branches, probably all within the same library system. You can sell or donate that book to the library and hit all of those locations. You're going to be busier. You're going to be spending more time going into those libraries to do this, but it will hasten the process because with each library that you go into, you're going to begin to get data. And that data is going to accumulate and it's going to show other libraries in a citywide or regional library system that your book is worth buying. Every librarian can email you statistics of your checkouts of your book directly to you. You can compile that. You can take that information to the next library system, to the next library in another city, in another county, in another state, you can build up. And the more books you can put out there and the more libraries you can hit and build those checkout statistics for, the more you can do this quickly into other states. And eventually, you'll have a book that is distributed nationally and has good checkout rates. You're going to say it's a little more difficult to reproduce the process if you're not living close to the library of getting that book checked out. And that's true but there are still things that you're able to do. And we're going to have to save some of those details for future episodes. So hang tight on that. But do understand from a local perspective, you can start building data right now. And that data will be the springboard to get your book in more libraries. So your homework for this week is to ensure that your book is of the highest quality, editing, proofreading, 
all of it is put together. People love it that you know. People that aren't just your family and friends. You've been getting some good reviews. It's time to get out there and get into the libraries. If the quality of the book is great, then the first thing you need to do, your homework for this week, is to contact your nearest library and ask them what their policies are for buying paperback books from self-published authors. I would highly recommend going into the library branch with your book on hand and showing them the book while you're talking to them. Ask them if they're willing to buy direct from you. In some cases, they won't be. And in that case, instead of asking them to consider buying it from Ingram Spark, I highly encourage you to donate the book on the spot and ask them the process of what's going to happen after you donate that book. Because once you do, you're gonna to need to know when you can come in and see it on the shelves. You're gonna to need to get the catalog number. You're gonna to need to understand the policies they have behind lending. And you want to just lean into that, build a good relationship, be a good patron of the library, and then go back in a couple of weeks. And so that's not part of your homework right now, but you should be thinking about it. Once you have gone in and either sold your book, if you're fortunate, or donated your book, then set it on the calendar for two weeks. Probably two weeks is what you'll need to go in there, find the book on the shelves, and get somebody to check it out. All right, homework this week. Find your library, the closest one. Get a book in their catalog. That's all you need to do. If you've been enjoying this series so far, if you found it helpful in getting you thinking about how to manage your books into the library system, one thing that I would love for you to do is consider buying my books to support this podcast. I don't ever ask for you to donate to me. I don't ever ask you to go to my Patreon page. I'm not selling anything to you with the caveat that I am part of the Ammo family. And so you do have the opportunity to join Ammo through my podcast. And a lot of my guests on Wednesdays especially are going to be Ammo related. That's because I do sell a ton of books using the Ammo program. I'm profitable. I earn more money with Ammo than I pay for all of the tools in Ammo. And you can too. Um, there are some caveats. I'm not going to go over it. I'm not going to do a sales pitch here, but you can join Ammo. That's one way to support my podcast is to join Ammo because I do get an affiliate commission every time someone joins. But honestly, I just want you to do what works well for you. You can sell books into libraries and never do Ammo, and you can be successful. You can do both and be doubly successful, triply, quadruply successful. Just consider this is going to take work. No matter what you do, you're going to have to put effort behind it. Believe in your books. Every time you think about quitting, dropping off, ask yourself, are you willing to be confused and fail? Are you willing to fail your way towards success? And what's the worst that can happen if you give it everything you've got? Because almost nobody does. So I'll have links to my books, to Ammo in the show notes. I have a couple of links to resources that I mentioned and cited during this podcast if you want to read a little bit more deeply. I always encourage you to get ahead of me if you want to, but I'm going to try to take this podcast at a manageable rate for most people. So each week, I will give you a little action item, something that you can do to get closer to having your book in a local library and having that national distribution that pays for you to be a full-time author. Thanks for listening to TRBM, and I hope you have a great week.
Thank you for listening to TRBM. The theme music was provided by the ever-talented Christopher Talon. And hey, if you liked what you heard, share this show with other readers because what's the point of telling stories if nobody's listening?